You Can Mentor is a podcast about the power of building relationships with kids from hard places in the name of Jesus. Every episode will help you overcome common mentoring obstacles and give you the confidence you need to invest in the lives of others. You Can Mentor. Hey mentors, just a reminder about the You Can Mentor book. It's titled You Can Mentor, How to Impact Your Community, Fulfill the Great Commission and Break Generational Curses. The whole point of this book is to equip and encourage mentors with new tools and ideas on how to make the most of their mentor-mentee relationship. If you're a mentor, hey, go pick it up. And if you're a mentoring organization, pick some up for all of your mentors. If you would like to order mass copies, like more than 20, send an email to me, zach at youcanmentor.com, and we will get you guys a special price. But go and pick up that book. It's good. You Can Mentor. Welcome back to the You Can Mentor podcast. My name is Joshua Manning. Again, I'm sure you know by now that I am not a typical host, but I am doing my own little summer takeover because, well, as the editor, I can. Zach and John by now definitely know about the the podcast. Uh, I've heard really good feedback from them. They've given it the green light. They're just like, go for it. You know, here's a couple notes, but it's been great. Today, I'm joined by Ryan Raleigh. He's a K through six coach. Ryan, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank also you. known as Coach Big Red. Oh Coach yeah, Big Coach Red. Big Red. To all the kids. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's thank my you. favorite title. But yeah. that's your favorite title. <laughs> yes. Yeah. As opposed to some of the other nicknames that we went over in Staff Yes. 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 <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> what were some of those nicknames? Daddy Long Legs. Anything with red in it. I mean, except for Big Red. Except Big Red is my favorite. That's your favorite. Tiny Red. It's like, uh, but. Why would, why would anybody call you tiny? I don't red? know. I, I was a lot smaller back then. So. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So <laughs> I guess we do need to give the listeners some context for why Big Red is your favorite. Yes. I mean, I'm tall. I have long curly red hair. Yeah. And all the kids call me Coach Big Red. So sounds like, you know, it's my favorite now. Yeah. My friends even call me Coach Big Red now because of the kids. Oh, yeah. And some of the awesome. other coaches. Yeah, the coaches and people at like college. Oh yeah, really? at church. Yes, you've so, got people just calling you Big Red. Yes, yeah. I don't even know if some people know my name is Ryan anymore, but that's okay. <laughs> well, okay with that. everybody here knows that you are Ryan <laughs> because that's how I introduced yes, you. Yes, but yeah, thank you so much for being on of the course. podcast today. Yeah, I'm, excited. I, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a good, good conversation. Yeah, yeah. So Ryan, the first thing I'm going to ask is why don't you give us kind of. It's a two-part question. The first okay. is, who is Ryan? Like, you know, okay. what are your hopes, dreams, hobbies? Yeah, like, yeah. just introduce us to you. Who are you? And then the second part of that is, why don't you give us kind of a snapshot of the role you have at Forerunner? Okay. As yeah. well as, like, what exactly Forerunner is about? Because mm. uh, as I've been recording these episodes, we haven't really covered that. And yeah. while yeah. Stephen and Beth were hosts on the on the mentor, You Can Mentor podcast and work at Forerunner, and they yeah. have referenced that a lot. I don't know that anybody has really been like, this is who Forerunner is. So yeah. why don't you give us just a, an overview of who you are, as well as who and what Forerunner is and does and their mission, things like that. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm Ryan Raleigh, Coach Big Red. I really, I mean, I grew up in the Richardson area. I grew up around Steven and a lot of the Forerunner staff, actually. And so it's just 
very much like family, but I grew up in a Christian household. My mom loves the Lord, but I had a divorced family. And so I saw the effects of living in a single parent home, living with an absent dad. And I just kind of grew up that way, but I saw my mom's genuine love for the Lord. And I really, I mean, I just piggybacked off of that as many kids do for years. And then I found him myself, loving myself now. And I've like devoted myself to him. And in that I've devoted, devoted myself to doing whatever he calls me to do. And I've felt called to go into some like vocational ministry. You have no idea. I mean, when the Lord's got you, he's got you yeah, that's and true. he'll take you anywhere. But yeah, just feel called to ministry. And then recently felt called to forerunner. And it's just been so sweet. I love loving on the Lord by loving others. Mm, that's and good. that's a big part of forerunner. Honestly, when I was first introduced to forerunner, I was like, oh, it's just a children's ministry and didn't really think much of it. And now that I've been through it for a year, I, I know so much more that it is, it is the furthest thing from just a children's ministry. Forerunner in one statement is where boys become men of God. Mm-hmm. We hear it every day. We say it every day, but it's true. They're transforming, growing, flourishing into men of God that they couldn't be, I believe, without Forerunner. I think like these kids without Forerunner would be completely different men. And I think because of the program, they're they're becoming men of God and men of respect, men of integrity, men of leadership, all these yeah. things we say daily. Like yeah, it, the five it's, traits. It's like rudimentary in our head, but it's it's core to who these who these boys will be one day. Mm-hmm. And I think it's changing a generation of kids to where we'll see like fatherlessness and single parent households like we're we're a part of changing that and it's just been so cool but forerunner really in one statement is where boys become men of god they walk in lonely they walk in scared they walk in desperate and we give them Mm -hmm. something that changes their life and it's just it's amazing it's changed my life forerunner has changed my life as a grown adult i've become a man of god because of forerunner and i think k through six six through 12, like everybody in program is becoming more and more a man of God just yeah. because of the program itself. It's been beautiful. Yeah. I, I agree. And I think every coach agrees as well. I mean, yeah. everybody that's yeah. been on here, Caitlin, Joel, some of the best. Taj, you yeah. know, some of, some of the best coaches. I mean, yeah. let's be real. Like this year's coaching squad was like, on par. Yeah, like, it was no competition. Exactly. Sorry, last they year. were fired. Sorry, year before. Right. The team's it was like, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this team. Well, I think within that, what I mean by that is, it's like, yes, we were really tight knit my first yeah. year, right? Yeah. With yeah. Caleb was here. We had Holden was here. Oh, Zoe was here. You know, a bunch of a bunch of former coaches were here, and they've yeah. since moved on and and gone on to do other things. Yeah. And well, yeah. not Holden. He came back. So he did come back. He'll. He'll be on, on the podcast soon. So you guys will definitely want to catch that episode. Yeah. But yeah, like the, the squad last year was, was great, Yeah. but I don't think that I experienced as tight knit, like supportive community as a squad, you know, as, as a coaching squad of us being in the trenches together as I did this year. Right. So awesome. This year it was, I mean, between things of like just watching 
K through six in the, in the few minutes that I would be there every day, yeah. you know, picking yeah. up snacks or whatever, just like seeing the way you guys were interacting and, and being respectful to each other, but yeah. also joking around, right. And having a good time yes. and, you know, taking digs at each other, but yeah. also like everybody <laughs> knew that it was, yeah. Yeah. you know, that it was good natured. And then being able, like from there and then like coming back after the van route to see you guys still there, like decompressing from mm-hmm. the day or yes. doing highs and lows yes. or whatever, having a meeting. And then like us just being able to integrate into that and feel like it wasn't just us like inserting ourselves into yeah. a staff yeah. meeting. It was just us coming and hanging out and we were all talking about the same just family. Thing. Yeah. yeah, it was it was family. And I yeah. think that was something that I really experienced yes. this year was that Forerunner is family. Right. Yes. And I know in corporate America, like that becomes kind of a trigger word of, you know, if you're interviewing and the interviewer is like, yeah, this organization, we're family around here. Like that's a big red flag. Typically it's a big turnoff. It's a big red flag. But I think like it's the selling point for forerunner is that our, is that our staff is a family Yeah, because we are there for like, we know we're there for each other. We're we're supporting each other, things like that. I mean, even just today before we hit record on the podcast, like (laughs) I was telling you that I was moving out of flower mount and moving into Richardson, which I'm excited about, but like, and without me even having to ask, you're just like, Hey, do you need help? It's what family does. Right. It's what family does. And it's like, that's why wouldn't I exactly. And that's, and that's what forerunner does is we're like, we're there for each other because we believe that those relationships change lives. I mean, that's the core number one value at forerunner is that relationships change lives. We exist. Yeah. We exist to help boys become men or lead boys into becoming men really. And men of God, but we do that through the power of relationship, right? Like honestly, I mean with K through six, I don't, I don't know how you guys do it. Cause you have 35 or 40 boys yeah, and y- every single one of you knows every single one of their names and who they are and what their fears and hopes and dreams yeah. are Yeah, and keep it straight. And you can meet every <laughs> single one of their emotional <laughs> needs simultaneously. And I'm sitting there going like, we have on average 12 kids <laughs> at the junior high yeah, on yeah. a day, uh, you know, in daily attendance. Yeah. And I have trouble meeting every single one of their needs yeah. on a daily basis. So I'm just like, how do you guys do that? Like it's, it's challenger. Yeah. It, I found out a, a couple weeks into forerunner cause you're completely correct. Like all the coaches, we love each other a little bit too much. Like it's <laughs> too much. <laughs> we're like together all the time. We, hanging out outside of program. Yes, hanging outside of program. It feels weird when you have to leave early when it's literally after you clocked out. Like it's just, yeah. that's how family works is it feels weird to leave. And it's, it got knit in. Like I remember a couple weeks in, we went to dinner after, you know, pretty regular thing with, like first semester. Cause we weren't busy. We're all busy. Like we're all family at that point. Wait, the K through six went to dinner. Yes. And we yeah. weren't invited. No, y'all totally were. I don't know like where the invite went, but I think y'all are totally invited. I, I, I don't do know. Not remember. It wasn't me, but <laughs> I do not remember ever getting invited. <laughs> well, to this dinner. Now you're invited. So Great. this is a formal invite to come to dinner after program, but we had it like three weeks after program or something like that. It was very short. And the whole dinner, I'm not joking. The whole dinner, we were talking about the kids. That doesn't surprise me and at all. It hit me. It hit me. This is not just work. Like, I'm not going to get paid for this. Like, I am. That sounds weird. I'm, 
I'm going, I'm not going to get paid. Yeah. I'm going to love on these boys. And it hit me that every coach in our program believes the same thing. Right. And that whole, I mean, we were at dinner for two and a half, three hours and the whole conversation was the boys. And we made a joke after like, we're still working. You know what I mean? Like we're still at that work mindset, but it's because it's because we love the boys. Yes. And it's because it's become family. And when like the boys have been on my mind more than anything else, and I've got a lot going on, but it's become family to like how much I think of my actual sister. I'm thinking of a kindergarten, kindergarten boy that Mm -hmm. skinned his knee and wondering if his mom took care of it or not. Like, it's just, it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, I've, I found myself doing the same thing. I mean, we're, you know, what, three, four weeks into sadly into summer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sadly. Yeah. We're three, four weeks into summer. So we're on break. Yeah. The full-time staff is still working and and strategizing and whatnot, but that is one of the interesting conundrums of being a grade coach or a site lead in the after school mentoring program. Oh, I guess that's another thing we should talk about is how foreigner helps boys become men of God, but let's do it. Yeah, we will. (laughs) And so, you know, we're, we're on break because when there's no school, we don't have, you know, when there's no school to be an after school program for there's, you know, we, there's no program. And so we don't have technically jobs over the summer. Yeah. And every single one of us, we're still thinking about, we're still thinking about the boys. Yeah. yeah, Still thinking about the boys, still praying about them. I mean, I had a kid just at like the last week of program who came in with bug bites all over, over his arms. Yeah. And I'm sitting here still still worried. I'm still worried about it. I'm still like, you know, has this been taken care of? Yeah. Even though at the end of the day, like there's literally nothing I can do for this kid from a physical standpoint, because I can't give him anything even at the time I couldn't give him anything. Right. We're not allowed yeah. to administer medication, but you know, I'm still sitting there going like, has this been is taken okay? care of? Is he okay? His mom can't you know. take care of it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I think that just shows like how much we genuinely love these boys. And you, you hinted at it. Yeah. Like we don't go to get paid. Right. No. People, there are, there are people out there who show up to their job, because it's a job, right? They don't actually really like their job or whatever. It's like, no, every single one of these coaches and even our full-time staff is here because we believe in the mission. We believe in, in the program and we believe in what we're doing, right? We believe that we're making a difference and that we are looking ahead to the next generation and pouring into the next generation where you know, you, you had said, we're trying to end the cycle of fatherlessness, right? We're, yeah. we're not doing that by like trying to put fathers into kids' lives. No, we're pouring into them so that they don't become we're father. making fathers. We're making fathers. Yeah. We're right. One of the lines in the, the manhood declaration, which yeah. is something we say every single day, it starts with an, with, I am a man of God. And it's yeah. just a, it's like 15 or 16 or 17 it's identity beautiful. statements. It's, it's changed my life. Yeah. I mean, it's changed my life. I'm a 20 year old man. Yeah. It's changed my life. Exactly. Yeah. And one of the lines there is I will be a godly husband, father and leader. Yeah. Right. And yeah. like that is our vision for them is that they will be godly husbands, fathers and leaders because yeah. that's who they are. So good. Right. Yeah. That's who God has called them to be. And yeah. so we're pouring the, that identity into them and we're reinforcing that identity into them. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's just so powerful. It's been insane. Yeah. I, I think too, we're, we're not just 
because I've told a lot of people about Forerunner, you know, right. like all my friends, my family. If, if you know me, you know about Forerunner. Mm-hmm. I love talking about it. But I've, in telling them, there's been some people, you know, I am doing life with people, some people that don't believe in the Lord. Yeah. And some people, like I got asked, are you just indoctrinating kids? And I thought it was a very interesting question, but I, I feel like it's, not only are we teaching them how to believe in Jesus Christ, which we are unashamed. Right. Yeah. Like we are teaching them how to believe in Jesus Christ. We're not ashamed of the gospel. No, absolutely not. But not only are we teaching them how to believe in Jesus Christ, we're teaching them that Jesus Christ believes in them. Ooh, that's so good. Like, bro, there's been some days, like I'm trying not to get emotional. There's been oh, some yeah. days. I'm, I'm probably going to cry out this that, podcast. <laughs> that I come in and the, the 400 manhood declaration, like I needed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm reading it going, oh my gosh, like I'm a man of God. You think like God thinks I'm a man of God. God knows I'm going to be a godly husband, father, and leader. I'm a man after God's yes. own heart or like, I'm strong, fearless, that and courageous. Stuff, like, as a kid, if you get that stuck in your head that God believes in me, mm-hmm. you can do whatever you want. Like you can go for it. You can actually be who you want to be. Yeah. And it's, it's changed my life because yes, we're teaching them about Jesus, but we're teaching them what Jesus thinks about them. And it's been like, I've learned so much about, how the Lord views me yeah. in just teaching these kids like, Hey, this is what, this is what God believes about you. He believes you're going to be a man of God. He believes you're going to be a godly husband, father, and leader. You know how hard that is to accept without a dad? Like, yeah. Oh, well, I, I got, mean, I don't because yeah, I did have a dad, but I got like just being in that as a kid, you feel gypped. You're like, okay, I didn't get a dad, so I can't be a dad. Mm. And the Lord is so strong on like those kids of, you didn't get a dad, but you can be the dad you didn't get. And it's, I think it's insane. Yeah. I think it even goes further than that. I think it's not, you can, it's you will, you will, yes, you will be the the dad you didn't have. And that to me just speaks like, if you look at scripture, if you look at the Bible, like all throughout the old Testament, the new Testament, literally the whole Bible, like you can open, basically open a page and point and the person that's on that page was not qualified for what they were called no, to do. Like God is in the practice of using incredibly broken people yes. with one exception. God is in, in, in the practice of using incredibly broken people. He loves it to redeem their story in the very thing that they're broken in. Yes. Right. Yes. You know, you look at Moses, Moses was a murderer and terrible leader a terrible leader yeah he was he was a murderer a terrible leader couldn't talk yeah. couldn't, was not articulate like he had all these insecurities and god's like yeah. great you're gonna go lead an entire nation yep. yep right like god is in the habit of calling people to do the thing that they don't think they can he do loves it. right and so that i think translates even more into these boys lives yes you know in the sense of you are called to be a godly husband, father, and leader. Yeah. That is your identity. That yeah. is what's going to happen. Yeah. Like if you're pursuing God and not trying to do your own thing, which I can tell you from personal experience doesn't work. <laughs> Same here. Right. It's like, if you're, if you're actively pursuing God, yeah, he's going to actively pursue you and he's going to redeem your story. Yeah. Right. You will be a father. You will be the father that you never had. Yes. Right. And in some ways it's like, it's actually better that that's the case. Yes. Because now you know what you didn't have 
and what your son or daughter is going to need. And, and why you're a godly husband, father, and leader. Like also that, yes, there's a certain, I think God uses unqualified people because he can take the credit. Mm, That's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he doesn't, he didn't use a good leader to move the Israelites out of Egypt for that leader to be like, see, this was all on me. Yeah. Like I I did this. Yeah. No, he used Moses. So Moses could literally say like, (laughs) this is not, I couldn't have done any of this. Right. And it's the same with our boys. It's the same with me. Mm -hmm. It's the same with me to think that I'm working at a place where I'm mentoring kids just like me beyond me. Yeah. A couple of years ago, if you told me this, I would have just laughed. I was like, that's not, that's, that's not, not me. possible. That's not me. That's not what like, but God is so in the details and he is in the business of qualifying people so he can take mm, the credit. That's so good. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's, like yeah. he, he loves using people that can't take the credit because their whole lives are just beams of Jesus Christ. Right. And I think forerunner boys, they will be godly husband, father, and leader, not even just because forerunner, but they will be godly husbands, fathers, and leaders because of God himself. And God taking that and credit. And he's going to take the credit. And it's going to be so beautiful. It's going to be so, yeah. it's crazy. It's awesome. And we get to see that every day. And but, we get to plant those seeds. Yes. Yes. Right. It's, oh. And, and that is... One of the coolest, but also the hardest things, right, is yes. to be to be the sower, but not the reaper, yes. right? You know, you'll be planting those seeds yeah. and knowing that it's going to take years for this this fruit to grow, yeah. right? Yeah. We, we know that we're pouring into the boys now and that we're pointing them to Jesus every single day and that we're teaching them, you know, like how to love like Jesus loves, how to lead yeah. like Jesus leads, how to how to be a man of God. Yeah. But I mean, a kindergartner is not a man. They're a boy. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it won't be until in our society, they turn 18, Yeah, but it won't be for years that they will be, Decades. you know, yeah. quote unquote, a man. Yeah. But we know that in 10, 15, 20 years, they will be a man and they will be a man of God and yeah. they will be living that out because of, our investment yeah, and there are some days where it gets, you know, it gets hard. It's like, why am I doing this? Yeah. You know, why am I showing up and getting paid for three hours of work <laughs> when you do a lot more than three hours of work? Yeah. You know, yeah. You kind of hinted at that, like going and getting dinner It's like, we're still working, but we're <laughs> yes. not getting paid for it. You know, we do more than, th- more than three hours of work a day, but we only get paid for the three. It's like, why am I doing this? And then you have to, it's the stones of remembrance, right? That the Israelites were commanded to set up. It's like, you're looking back and pointing to the little wins, right? The wins from the kid, right? So an example of this, I think I've shared this on a previous episode. I think maybe Joel's was we had a kid where he was up for, well, one, program started, they all immediately went to the back corner of the room of mm-hmm. the library, which I mean, JT and I are like, okay, there was a fight and they're yeah. watching it on Instagram because oh, okay. that's what happens, yeah. right? It wasn't a fight in program. It was like, there was a fight in school. Yeah, yeah. They know about it and they're watching it on Instagram, but they think they're being sneaky. Oh yeah. They're not. No, we, we, we can read the room yeah. when you're all huddled around a phone. You're probably watching something you shouldn't be. Definitely did that in middle school. Though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was there. And so (laughs) 
it took some it took some investigating, but we finally figured out who was involved, and it was one of our kids in our program, mm. and he was there that day. And so I pulled him out into the hall, and we're talking about a kid who like would never accept responsibility for anything. It was yeah. always somebody yeah. else's fault, or he would just flat out lie, you know, yeah. those kinds of things. So I pull him out in the hall, and this is a kid who had also been nominated for like student of the week, mm. right? Yeah. That day. <laughs> so of course it was. And I had found this out from the, the front office when I had asked them if they knew anything about a fight. Uh-huh. And so I pulled him out into the hall and I was like, so I just went and talked to the office and yeah. he's like visibly nervous at this point. Cause I mean, he, knows. he is, he, he, knows. he knows what he did yeah. and I know what he did, yeah. but he doesn't know that I know what he did. <laughs> right. Yeah. So he's visibly nervous. And I was like, you know what they told me? And he's like, what? And I was like, they told me you were nominated for student of the week. And I kid you not, wow. the first thing out of his mouth was, oh man, and we, I got in a fight today. I was like, interesting. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Right. You tricked him. You definitely tricked I, him. I low-key <laughs> kind of tricked him. But what that did was one, he took ownership for his actions. Yeah. Right. Which is not normal for him. Yeah. And two, at the end of this conversation, I was like, look, here's the deal. You are going to face a consequence yeah. in program. Yeah. Because our actions have consequences, but the school doesn't know. Yeah. Right. They don't know about this fight. So ball is in your court. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Whatever you say. And when I ask this question is what we'll do, I will say, okay, but the ball is in your court. You have two options. Option one is we go inside and you do your consequence and we move on with program. Option two is you can go downstairs. You you can say, Hey coach Josh, let's go downstairs. I want to tell the front office yeah. about the fight and we will go do that and come back and do your consequence and move on with program. Yeah. I was like, ball is in your court. You can yeah. do whatever. I'm not yeah. going to tell you what to do. And he thought about it for a second and he was like, I want to go tell him. Come on. And I'm just like, <laughs> you, you start to see the growth in those yes. kids. Right. And, knowing that they have a very tiny long victories. way to go, but yeah. it's a tiny victory. It's and it's those kinds of stories that so like you hold on to in the hard days yes. when you're sitting there going like, I just had three kids get in a fight and I yeah. don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to respond in this moment. And, you know, going back to the idea of like God using people who are not qualified, like that's my story. I mean, I'm freaking yeah. trained for production, right? Podcast <laughs> and sound engineering, yeah. and lighting design. I'm not. Glad. Not, yeah, not kids. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's yeah. like half the things that happen in program, I'm sitting there going like, I don't know what I'm, what am I doing? I don't, yeah. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm doing. And it's my responsibility to know yeah. what I'm doing because I'm the one in charge. Yeah. Right. JT is there. Yes. But I'm the one who does the discipline yeah. because it's, I'm the site lead. Yeah. So it's like, you know, in those moments I'm like, God, I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm, you know, yeah. the, the old Carrie Underwood song, Jesus Take the Wheel. Yes, yes. But it, he gets the credit. Yeah, exactly. He gets the credit. If he gets the wheel, he gets the credit. Exactly. Know? Because I know that in those moments, there is nothing I can do no. and he to make that. this better. Yeah. I think God eats that up. Like he's, he's absolutely, he's just so excited when we have no clue what we're doing. Yeah. I think his like favorite I truly believe this. I think his favorite two phrases are, I don't know, and I love you. 
Yeah. I think those are his two favorite phrases because a lot of times paired, I don't know, but I love you. It's like sweet, sweet sound. I would posit him. that another one is probably, I trust you. Yes. I don't know, but, but I, trust I trust you. you. Yes. Right. It's, he loves it. You know, the idea of like, God, I don't know why you're putting me yeah. in this position to go mentor kids in like Highlands, <laughs> but I'm gonna trust you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's, that's how I got involved with forerunner. Yeah. Right. Was Steven called me yeah. and was like, I, I no, it wasn't even that. He was like, I need you to go to a camp. Yeah. I was like, he's like, I need you to chaperone a bunch of junior high and high school students to a camp. Right. Wow. And we got down there and it was not at all what we were expecting or what Darius was expecting. And the counselor Uh got assigned to our group that day. He had had like three hours of prep work. And of course he's also used to like church youth groups. Yeah. Right. We are not a church youth. group. No, we're not. Not at all. Right. And so he had no idea what to, and he's also like, the whitest person in this group. It was, it was me who's very white. It was him who was very white. And then it was our entire group who is minority groups. Right. (laughs) And so we're like very much, we're like, we're sticking out. Yeah. And he's also like 18, 19, 20. He's in college. Right. So he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm sitting there going like, I was asked three days ago to do this. I don't know what I'm doing. So he and I, that very first night of, of camp, we're sitting there going like God is obviously doing something. Yes. I don't know what it is. No clue. No clue, but he's doing something. So we both were just like, okay, God, you want us here for a reason because you you made it happen. So whatever you're doing right now, yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. It's like, we have nothing but faith at the moment because that's nothing. All we have. Like we literally, couldn't have anything else if we wanted to. So whatever you're doing right now, like I'm, I'm gonna just sit back and like, yes. let you, let you lead. Cause I don't know what you're trying to do. <laughs> no. And that's, that's exactly my story at forerunner. Yeah. I like just a little bit of background. I have been going to college for ministry. Right. And so when you get to college for ministry, what do they tell you? Get involved in ministry. Yeah. And so I'm going into college for adult ministry and they tell me, Hey, get interns like out the wazoo. Don't sleep. Just get interns and like, or internships. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, awesome. I'll do that. I've had seven or eight internships in the last year and a half. And I will not anymore because of forerunner but right. be- before forerunner. forerunner's a full-time yeah. internship yes yes it is thank the <laughs> lord but i have all this and then forerunner comes to dbu and i meet oscar i meet darius i meet quinn and they all i asked them was hey y'all work under stephen murray right and they were like yeah and i was like y'all want to hear some tea about stephen murray <laughs> Ooh, i want to hear the tea about stephen murray <laughs> not on the podcast not okay. on the podcast. but no i love stephen but i just i just joked around about stephen for probably 30 minutes. And then they asked, Hey, would you ever be interested? And I told them, no, I was like, no, I'm going into adult ministry. I'm building my resume for adult ministry. Why would I go work at a children's ministry? And then because it's not a children's ministry, yeah, because it's not a children's ministry. Amen to that. But then I've, I got, what is it? Two or three internships mm-hmm. for last year, start of my sophomore year. And actually one of them was very high paying. And so I was like, okay, I'll just go with that one. You know, just that makes sense. Spilling my guts here on the podcast, but it was high paying. So I was looking at that one and then randomly I get a call from Steven. It's like, Hey, I don't know if you'd ever consider this, but here, here's, here's what it would be 
here's what you would be doing. And I was sitting with four options, one of them being Forerunner. Forerunner was the fourth option to me. And it was a man on the total. Yeah, no, no, it was not top three. Hashtag sorry, (laughs) Steven. Yeah, sorry, Steven. But it was bottom four out of four. And I'm sitting with the Lord talking to him. Hey Lord, what do you want for my next year? And he said, I want you to work at Forerunner. And I was, I was very angry. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. I, I know how to do adult ministry. I don't know how to do this. And he said, exactly. I want to take you somewhere. And so I started Forerunner and he has told me over the, over the past year, I am not trying, I am doing more than building your resume. I'm doing something mm-hmm. in your heart that's more powerful than your resume. And it has been that. Like this year has been incredible, but it's been filled with, I have no clue what I'm doing. And I went from adult ministry, dealing with like divorced families, dealing with like young adults going through some huge stuff to literally being the kindergarten class where we're talking about like you get, you scrape your knee and it's an all day conversation. So I was totally out of my ballpark, but I think it was because God wanted to take all the credit and he really has. It's been, yeah, it's been so cool. Yeah. You said like the Lord had invited into invited you into this because he wanted to take you somewhere. Yes. Do you have an idea of what that is? Cause I, I definitely relate to that too, of like this idea of an invitation into yes. something unknown because he was calling me to do something. Yeah. Or in my case, it was sacrifice something, yes. but I'm curious what, well, I'm curious if that has been revealed to you of like what exactly he was like leading you into or inviting you into. Yeah. I think it's funny that you say unknown. It was completely, it was, he took me back. He took me back to when I was a kid mm. and healed a lot of things about being a son of a fatherless home that I didn't know I needed healing from that. I just put a bandaid on. Wow. And I, it's actually like forerunner has been more counseling than anything. Like yeah, sitting in front of a kindergartner, them just telling you about their life, having fatherless home is the best counselor in the world for me. Right. You know, it's healed so much, but he took me into the unknown of the known of my past. Like I know I grew up without a dad but I didn't know that I didn't believe that he believed in me. And I didn't know that I was really weary about becoming a dad. I didn't know like all of these big things. And I come into forerunner and I'm sitting across from a six-year-old and that six-year-old's telling me what I didn't know I had to deal with. Yeah. And it's been, it's been incredibly, it's been incredibly hard. The first semester I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm a wreck. Like I'm a mess. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, why are you revealing all of this stuff? And second semester, it's just been so healing and fruitful. And it's, I mean, the kids have healed more in me than I think I could ever heal in them. Yeah. But yeah, that's where you took me. Yeah. It's like the first semester was a lot of facing the reality of your life. Yeah. And the second semester was like, okay, God, here's all the broken pieces. Yes. Yeah. What do we do with it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can relate to that too. Like I've seen that in myself yes. as well because I mean, I did have two parents in the home, yeah. but they were not the most emotionally present parents. Yeah. And so my relationship with them was and still is very strained, yeah. right? In many ways, I feel or I felt like I raised myself. Mm. 
yeah. in, in terms of like meeting my own emotional needs. Yeah. Right. And so mentoring and mentoring the junior high students in particular, because that's where a lot of my own negative coping behaviors came from was about their age. Yeah. Mentoring them has been very redemptive and healing for me because it becomes this whole thing of the student is telling you something and you're like, wow, that's exactly my story. And then you get to sit there and you get to ask yourself, what was the thing that I didn't have that I needed? Yeah. And then you get to meet that. Yeah. Right. You get to be that person for this kid. You get to show them that they care, that you care, that you're going to be there, that you see them, that you value them, that you hear them. Right. Have you ever, I've given so much advice. I mean, you give advice every day at four. Oh yeah. It's like a daily thing. I don't know. I still don't know half of what I said. Like it's just completely the Lord on some stuff. Right. But I've given some advice and I've like heard it out of my mouth and it's been advice for me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm telling this six year old, you know, like it doesn't hurt that bad. Like you can, you can get through this. You can heal with the Lord, like all of this stuff. And I'm crying now. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, I needed that advice. Yeah, I needed, I needed that quote unquote parenting. I needed that quote unquote mentoring. And it's been so healing to even hear what I know like intellectually about certain situations, but what I haven't received Mm, yeah, and what I haven't taken deep. It's yeah. Honestly, that's been a lot of these podcast episodes. Wow. Come on. Like I kid you not. I mean, yeah, the, what, you know, I mean, what did we do before we started? We prayed. Right. And I was like, God be present here. Right. And in every single one of these episodes, first of all, they don't go anywhere close to where I thought they were going. We're not <laughs> talking Lord, right yes. now. We're not talking about anything that I had planned, yeah, but I'm yeah. okay with that because one, yeah. it's like, again, kind of the, you know, God, whatever you're, whatever you want to do, I'm here for it. Yes. Right. It's full surrender. Yeah. But the other part of that is like, I then have to go and edit these episodes. Yes. And I actually listen and like have to listen to what is being said as opposed moved by it, right sure. as opposed yeah. to like right now we're having the conversation and we're you know you're responding and i'm responding and you're responding yeah. and i'm responding we're having a conversation and that is impactful yeah but at the same time i like when i when i go and edit now i'm it's a whole different it's a it's yeah. a different perspective because yeah. i'm not involved in the conversation yes i am just absorbing at that point and there yeah. are things that caitlin has said that joel has said that Taj has said, yeah. we've already recorded JT's episode. He's going to be in a few weeks. Yeah. You know, there are things that every single coach has said, Bailey, there are th- things that every single coach has said that I'm like, it's marked you. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. wow, that, that was fire that yeah. like, I needed to hear that in that moment. Yeah. And even there are still things that I'm like, I still like go back and I'm like, this was really encouraging. Yeah. I know this was really encouraging. I need to refresh on that truth. Yeah. Even my podcast episode with Steven, where he interviewed me. Just powerful. Like we had the conversation. I turned around and edited it, edited the, that yeah. episode that night. Cause it was kind of a full disclosure. That was a, what's the word? Like 
bailout episode. Oh yeah. Of yeah. There was no content. And I was like, I'm happy to just jump on a, yeah. on a zoom call and we Let's can do it. record yeah. an episode. And he's like, yeah. really? I was like, yeah, what better story of you can mentor is there than me? Yeah. But like that was a year and some change ago. And I still go back and listen to that episode because yeah. there are things that I said in that episode that I'm like, dang, what? Yeah. It's like, that didn't come from me. Like, I'm sorry. Who said that? Yeah. yeah. Because it wasn't me. And it's like, I'm so encouraged. I'm so encouraged by the things that I said. And I'm yes. like, not, and that's not from like an, an arrogant or like self aggrandizing yeah. thing. It's like, no, it's the Lord speaking to me. Yeah through things that have been said either yeah. by myself or another coach. Yeah. And the best part of a podcast is it's all recorded and you can go back and listen to it. Yes. However many times you want. I wish forerunner was recorded. Like, can you imagine right? the it's revelations like, that we'd have? If, if we, we just, just recorded it. like every yeah. single conversation yes. at forerunner. <laughs> it's just, it's so, it's so crazy. I mean, in a sense it is because we have the stories channel. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we share these things. That's and where we share these stones of remembrance. Yeah. And we use that to, encourage each other it's like you know hey this thing happened and then people are like oh yeah this exact same like i ran into this exact situation yeah. like last week or something like that yeah i remember one of my kids it's pretty early on like two months in mm -hmm. so i still i mean i still have no clue what i'm doing but even more so two months in right and this we just had trouble discipline wise and almost every day i was hey bro like let's Let's get to where we're going. You know, kindergartners, the hardest time of the day is lining up. I don't know how, but you see that even with adults on 75, it's still pretty hard for us to line up. So, <laughs> so it hasn't Oof. really changed. But, but so every day we're having this conversation. Hey, let's move from here to here. Let's, hey, let's not, hey, hey, hey. And one day he goes, you just hate me. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I don't, I don't hate you. I really love you. Like it's only been two months and I think about you all the time. I really love you. And he goes, you just hate me. And so for a couple of weeks, he just said, you just hate me. Mm -hmm. You just hate me. Any discipline, you just hate me. And there was a time that I like, I couldn't sleep at night because I could hear this kid going, you just hate me. Yeah. You just hate me. And I genuinely thought he believed it. And so every day I make sure he knows, hey, I know you think I hate you but you have to know I love you. Like at the end of the day, that's where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And there was one day he comes over to me. It's like free time. Like they can do whatever they want. Yeah. And he decides to come up to a coach, which is, I mean, you're usually getting disciplined by coaches. So why would like, you choose to go to, why would you yeah. go up to a six, four coach that's, you know, watching your every move, but he comes up to me, he tugs me and he goes, Hey, I just want you to know, I know you love me. Mm. And it, it hit me in a different way because I knew like he could say all day long, you just hate me. You just hate me. But it was his deflect of, oh my gosh, this guy actually really loves me. And this guy actually is really going to stay. And this guy actually is going to pour into my life. And just for him to go, hey, I actually know, like it's deep inside me. I know you love me. I just it was just a deflect for him. And it revealed so much in me that there's so many people in my life that I put at a distance because mm -hmm. I know how much they love me. Yeah. And I mean, from me, even <laughs> I told you I was going to cry on this podcast <laughs> for me, it's like, it hits in a different way, even yeah. then just the like, 
the community or the, like the people, physical people in my life. It's like, yeah, we do that to God. Absolutely. Right. And I do that to God where it's like, you just hate me. This is too good to be true. This is too good to be true. Or you just hate me or whatever. Yeah. And I think that is part of the reason why Psalm 23 is one of my absolute. Yes. Yes. I like in the process of moving, I kid you not. Like I, I found a banner that I had to make Uh for my confirmation in the Lutheran church when I was Lutheran. Yes. Right. So love Lutherans. Yeah. The way, the way our confirmation worked was, you know, we went through confirmation and then confirmation Sunday, we all had our little like banner type thing. I think of it kind of like a, uh, a coat of arms or whatever in like, you know, in medieval Europe kind of situation where it's like you have this dedicated thing that displays what, what family you belong to or whatever. Same kind of idea. It's just a little banner that they hung up on the walls with some kind of picture looking thing and the Bible reference. It wasn't, or the scripture reference specifically. It wasn't like the whole, like all of the words. It was just like, Oh, you know, John six, eight or whatever it was, whatever your favorite verse was at the time. Yeah. And mine was Psalm 23. Right. And Psalm 23 has been my favorite Psalm for, I don't know how long. Yeah. Obviously the last 15 years, cause I went through confirmation when I was 14. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. But I, f- I think it's gone farther than that Yeah, and has become kind of a life verse for me. And one of the verses in it, and I don't remember off the top of my head, which one it's early. I think it's two or three. I could be mm-hmm. wrong, but it says your rod and your staff, they yes. comfort me. Yes. Right. And, at face value, that's a little weird because it's yeah. like, how does a piece of wood be a comfort? Yeah. But again, you got to remember like sol- the Psalms are poetry, right? Yeah. It's symbolism. It's, you know, all of these different things. So you look at it and you're like the rod and the staff are symbols of discipline. Yeah. Which is crazy. Right. So what that verse is basically saying is you discipline me and that's mm-hmm. a comfort to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You le- the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes yeah. me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. Right. Yeah. The shepherd has a staff Yeah. because the shepherd uses the staff to guide his sheep. Yeah. Right. And the rod and the staff are symbols of discipline. Discipline is not, you just hate me. No. Discipline is, I love you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is something that Bailey used to always say to her kids when she was a, a coach so, was, I discipline you because I love you. Yeah. It's out of a place of love. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so just that story that you were sharing, it's like, I do that to God. It's like, oh, you just hate me. You just hate me. You just yeah. hate me. Yeah. And then like have to meditate on like, no, he disciplines me because he loves me. Yeah. He's doing these things because he loves me. Yeah. Right. And you know, I just, I think I need to get to that point of like, yeah, Don't we all? with the kid or with your kid of like, I know you love me. I know you love me. Right. Yeah. It's what happens when we get to that place mm-hmm. of no longer believing the lie. Yeah. You just hate me and you actually have internalized the truth you love me. Yeah. And it takes, it takes perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Like I tell my kids, my kids are young, but they're smart. Like they understand a lot more 
than you think they do. Yeah, you think they do, which is good and bad. But I tell my kids because there's just a lot of things protection wise as a coach. Like, hey, you can't you can't do that because that's not safe. Right. But in a kindergartner's eyes, they're like, probably fine. Is fine. Yeah. You know. Oh, it needs to get A to B. I'll chuck it across the room. It won't hurt anybody. But I've taught my kids, hey, this this is why I'm disciplining you. I'm not disciplining you because I like disciplining you. That's definitely not it. I'm dis- disciplining you because I want to keep you safe and I love you. Mm-hmm. And I've probably said that 10,000 times and the 9,999 time it gets through. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh my gosh. But I started to figure out the more I said that, the more like they felt in danger, they were coming straight to me wow. because they knew they knew where their protection came from because they knew where their discipline came from. And that's just been a wild, like so perplexing to me that the God that disciplines me, he's actually doing it out of protection. Mm-hmm. And now I get to run to him. Oh my gosh, you disciplined me. So I'm going to run to you for protection. And it's like changed my outlook just because of the perspective of me going, Hey, I'm a coach. I know what's going to keep you safe. I know even from the, like you're three feet tall, I'm six, four, like I can see just a little bit more than you. And I can I see know, just over your head. Yeah. I can see, you know, a little bit further. I over know the what's going to happen if you run into the street. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I can see the car coming over. The yeah. Hill. Yeah. And it's just, they have to trust my perspective and I have to trust God's perspective. Right. And trust that he's guiding me with a rod for a reason. Yeah. It's been, yeah, I love it. And it's giving me perspective every day. I feel like a child. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, just, it's so good. We, we need to start landing this plane. So yes. I do want to hit the, the title of the series, yes. um, the because we've talked it, for yes. almost an yes. hour and I, I'm, I could sit here and talk for another two no, hours absolutely. about all of this. I yes. think that is just, that is one of the coolest things about yeah the coaches coming on and being a part of this is like, and us all being family, as you had said, yeah. is that we could just sit here and talk so right easy. about anything, and especially yeah. about God and yeah. the things that we're learning, the things that he's teaching us yeah. through these boys, which is just wild. It's awesome. But we do need to land the plane. So yes. we're going to land it. Don't worry. <laughs> Ryan, coach Big Red, why do you show up at Forerunner every day? What is the reason that you mentor? Why do you, pour into these boys. I think that we've talked a lot about a lot of the benefits that mentoring has had. And I think those are definitely reasons for continuing to do it. But why, like if you were to put it into a succinct answer, why, what is the why behind you choosing to mentor kids from hard places at forerunner in Lake Highlands, you know, boys without fathers. I, I show up to forerunner because as a kid, I needed a mentor. And I can't imagine passing that opportunity up. Because without a mentor, I completely believe it. I would be in jail. I would be, my life would be a mess. I would be doing who knows what. I wouldn't love the Lord. And it was, it was a couple guys in my life that said, I'm going to value you enough to give up some things around me, to be around you. And it was those guys that mentored me, that held me, that stayed with me even when I was, you know, you know, but people that stayed with me, I needed them. And I can't imagine like God has given me the opportunity to be that for somebody. And I can't imagine passing that up now. Mm-hmm. The gift that is mentorship 
it's changed my life. It's redirected my life and it's brought me close to Jesus. And I can't, I honestly can't imagine saying no to having that opportunity in even one kid's life, much less 14 or 15. So that's why I show up because I needed it as a kid. And I know there's a group of kids. There's a generation of kids that need it today. And it's in a sense, it's like paying it forward, paying it forward. Yeah. You got what they are getting. Yeah. And so now you have the opportunity to be that for them. Yeah. I can't withhold what I've been given. It's too good. It's pouring out the blessing. Yeah. You were blessed with a mentor. And so you bless others with a mentor. Yeah. It's so good. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Do you have any final words of encouragement for our listeners? I would just say all of this comes out of loving Christ. Like you can't do any of this without loving Jesus. He's got to be the main thing. He's got to be the only thing. And because he's become the only thing for me, it's been so sweet to do this with him. So I would just say love Jesus with all that you are and everything else will be added onto it. I love that. Yeah. Well, listener, that's Coach Ryan. If you've missed everything in this episode, you definitely missed out. You need to just start it over. Rewind. Rewind. Start it over. Yeah. Play it again. <laughs> just marinate in the truths that have happened over the last 15 so minutes or sweet. something like that. Yeah. Like, I just, I love these episodes. Every single coach has so much wisdom that so just from their experiences and, and the things, you know, just... In, in their experiences with the Lord that they're sharing. Yeah. If you've missed everything, you need to go listen to it again. But I will leave you with this. You can mentor. Yes, you can. Go do it. Exactly. Go and make disciples, y'all. You can mentor. Mm-hmm.